Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the New Psychic Hour. Um, you know, it's weird. We had a caller that dropped, and I hope there, there that caller is. Caller came back. I don't know if I accidentally hit disconnect when I was, um, when I was, there was, there's uh, little screenshots coming up because for some reason, usually I'm broadcast in Chrome. But today, Chrome wasn't my pass. The password wasn't coming up for the show. It was real weird. And in the interest of time, I just thought Firefox has it saved. So anyway, if I disconnected the caller inadvertently, I apologize. I apologize. Um, nine one nine. We're going to get to your call in just a moment. Um, but first, nine one four three three eight zero one six four is the call in number. Please press one if you'd like to speak with us. And you can join us also on Facebook and Twitter. Those accounts are linked on our blog talk radio profile, the Neil and Kristen Baker Psychic Hour. And um, we have been talking about our cat, Olive, who is in a competition to be a pinup girl um, for Stray Cat Alliance, which is a, 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 um, a charity obviously helping stray cats, feral cats, a great organization, totally by volunteers. And uh, and right now she's in fifth place, so she's going to make the calendar hopefully, but some of you have been very generous to donate. Others have also made some donations to the show, so we want to thank um we want to thank those that have donated. Tanya and Jennifer most recently have donated. And the voting closes in two weeks. Two weeks. It's ner- It's a little nerve-wracking because the person, or not the person, it's not a person on the calendar, it's a cat. But the cat in first place is like 880 votes. Yeah. Which is, I don't know, you know, I don't know if they're, the family is campaigning and knows a lot of people. That's a lot of money. It, it's a lot of money, and they could have. Of dollars, no, it's not thousands. It's eight hundred dollars. It's a dollar a vote. Oh. It's a dollar a vote. But well, I mean, it's a lot of votes. I mean, it's a lot of people. That's a lot of. They're either getting a lot of people to donate, or they're funding it with their own money to make sure that cat gets on the cover. Yeah. And the picture of the cat that is making the cover. I mean, the cat's, yeah, I love cats. So cats, the cat is a cute cat. But the cat's picture nowhere near compares to how cute our cat's picture is. Well, <laughs> so it's not, you, you know, are... the cat is not winning at, because it's the best picture. It's, it's, you know, it's biased. But I guess always when there's elections, the results are biased. Well, for That's those of you who usually vote for the underdog, switch gears and vote for the undercat. And, uh, or top cat. Vote for Olive, and all your wildest dreams will come true. <laughs> sure. What else? I guess that's it. Okay, so we have let's, a caller? Yeah, let's get to our caller. Hi. Hi. How are you? Fine, thanks. Who, who's calling, please? <clears throat> this is Fata. 
do, how do you spell your name? S-W-E-T-A. Can you pronounce it for us again, Sweta? Is that right? That's perfect. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I'm calling. I didn't realize I would get through this quickly, but thank you. Um, I'm calling because I don't know what to do um, on a spiritual sense. I, I've just felt a, really disconnected from myself and from my family members. And um, I'm, I've been asking universe help, angel help, and it just seems like there's this silence. And I don't know if you are able to sense anything or see anything. It's just it's just been really difficult for the past I would say a year, a lot of years. Okay, so you're you're having a difficult, you're having difficulty um, with your family, and um, the connection, the like internal connection. Um, so is that this I've always? Is it you're saying spiritually? So is there a, a cultural? religious divide that's going on um i don't i don't think it's a divide um i worked with a shaman right before covid hit and unfortunately those experiences just um created more of a vacuum and i i haven't been the same ever since and i don't i don't think in a good way i think when you work on a spiritual sense you know yeah there has to be ups ebbs and flows, but not when you're missing parts of yourself. Like my, my good memories are not there. And my, um, fortunately my bad memories are not as strong, but your good memories are supposed to leave like, um, right. Like imprints, even during your downtime, like you remember the good memories, but there's just like, when I try to remember things, it's just blank. And it's like, um, time has, uh, superseded so before there was time like a time delay now everything is like fast forward and things that um, were influential um, are are not so I don't know if you if you're able to see anything or if you're able to sense anything or um, if you foresee anything to to um to to lessen the rift, I guess, if that makes any sense. Well, I you know, I guess the the question that I asked before, you don't validate as far as there being cultural I, I, divide may have been the wrong word, but that there might be a, a fork in the road of the traditions of your family versus the spiritual journey that you've taken. Um. If you're you're not identifying with that, from what I hear, I, I I am and I'm not. I am because that's part of my roots, and I'm not because I don't feel anything. Like um, my mom feels it more. You know, she's very spiritual. She's very connected, and um, I'm envious a little bit because I'm like, how do you feel that? Because I don't feel anything like that. I don't. When I go to the temple, I don't. I, you know, it's more, it's more of a disconnect and not only, not only a cultural, but just like, um, just a, a disconnect from self. And I haven't had that before. I, I had very, um, a, a bubble around me and it was a protective bubble and I could feel that bubble and now I can't feel that anymore. And I don't know what to do to, I don't know what to do. So just real quickly, um, before Neil chimes in here, um, are you, the the spiritual path that you're taking, is it the same, in the same vein as far as the, what your family has been has been the same religion that your family has been practicing or the same spiritual practices? That your family yes. has been, so you're yeah, in the I, same. You're in the mm-hmm. same. You, so you're staying in the same religion essentially, and you're trying to More. find 
Go ahead. Um, more like um, spirit and um, on a spiritual and religion. Like I go to the temple um, every, every every week, every other week, more on a feeling based. And, you know, I practice um, a lot of what was um, informed to me. So, um, yeah, and I think what they practice daily, I try to practice as well. Um, but the, for me, feelings matter. Like, to me, there's, like, those, those are important. And if that, if I'm not feeling anything, it's, it's not working for me. Um, not only working, but it, it just leaves a hollow state of mind. Um, and I don't like it. I don't, I don't like, I don't, I don't know what to do. I, I get very, uh, frustrated is like an understatement. Um, but, um, it's more like, um, it's more, I, I don't know. It's more, um, um, like you're just walking without, living okay so um there's a couple of things did you say you had a negative experience with the shaman um yeah post the session um the first session was fine the post was not was not good it was like um there was a there was a hollowness uh like um an emptiness that um resided and it's been like that for a long time now so um, yeah, I, I don't know how okay. to correct it. I, I wouldn't say correct it, but I don't know what to do with it. Sweater, sweater, first of all, we have chakras in our bodies, and it, it, ideally they should be connected. Oftentimes they're not connected. One gets dislocated, one, one gets stuck. There's a gap between chakras in the body. And this signifies also gaps between uh, past lives. If you're stuck in a past life gap that is intercepting this lifetime, then what's happening is you're here and you're not here. You're present and you're not present. So you're having a problem being present in the moment and also connecting holistically with mind, body, and soul. So there's a problem going on there that might indicate something regarding an issue rooted in a past life, but extending into this lifetime, which has been following you that you haven't yet resolved. There might be some spiritual uh, discrepancy in a, in a past life where you had a battle with higher energies or higher religious energies or spiritual energies. That could be happening there might be an internal conflict that you have to work through in this lifetime before you transcend that you got stuck in. So this could be probably the repetition of something much deeper than this lifetime has offered you. I think it gets rooted much deeper. So let's go into your birthday, see if there's any yes. zeros in your birthday or threes. That. We want to look for I those don't know numbers. How I give us your birthday. Get her birthday. Um, seven five seven seven. Well, you have a three in your seven five, so that would be the first case, because that's a twelve three. But you can move nine. She's a thirty six nine. Three is in your in your thirty six as well. Yeah, your you have seven and five is twelve. That becomes a three, and then your whole number comes to thirty six equals nine. Nine is the eternal number. So you you you've been down the planet many 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 times. But you see, your higher number nine is higher than any number on your linear code. Your linear code has an has an energy of three sevens, which of course is twenty one three, plus a five, which is expression. So what, you're having a battle between spirituality and expression, and it's based on relationship. Now, that means that somewhere. In past lives, in addition to this lifetime, you already came in coded with a battle between spirituality and expression, uh, intercepted by the conditions of negative relationship. So that's going on right there. Your goal, because you're a nine, your goal is to not give up, 
to seek the energy that you're supposed to find in this lifetime on a spiritual basis. When we have three sevens, we have the sacred three, which is triangular, and then we have three sevens, which, of course, are sacred two. It comes to 21-3, which, again, is triangular, pyramid, trinity, whatever you want to call it, but they're sacred numbers. Three and seven are very sacred. You had a crisis, a change, at the age of 36. Can you calculate that change? Yes. I mean, what was it? What what was the change? Um, I'm, I'm trying to like I, I'm trying to thirty six. Uh, two thousand fourteen. Two thousand fourteen, which comes to a seven. We're looking at that year. Two thousand and fourteen. Um, yeah, it was a. Uh, it was. It was just a lot of trauma. Um, during that time frame, uh, a lot of um, self-betrayal and, um, like, more like a blackout of decisions and poor choices. I mean, okay. So, well, you know, you came in, you, you've come in, you have a dark side of karma, a conflict. You, you probably mm-hmm. were a rebel in a past life. And you branched away from the traditional parts of, of speech of that particular religion that you were born into. So you have a diversity of energy that's going to be coupled by the fact that you are working probably with past life souls as well, which includes the nuclear family, tribal energies, things like this, which puts you basically because you don't find that uniformity and conformity, it, it prompts you to become estranged from yourself. So yeah. you have two conditions going on, estranged from family and others, estranged from self. The, the solution to this, you, everything that goes through you, maybe even my words and Kristen's words, will kind of wash through you because your chakras aren't connected properly. So you have chakra disbalance, unbalance. Probably your root chakra is messed up, too, So, in terms of the, there's probably a little bit of subtle turmoil in your family history. There might be a father that's a little bit distant from the mother's spirituality. That could be a possibility. Okay. So how, go ahead. No, I was just wanted to ask, the shaman that you saw, is was the shaman outside of your normal spiritual tradition or within yes. it? No, so outside. Outside. Mm-hmm. See, and that's I think a part of the disconnect too, because you're you're uh, you're trying. You're you know you're saying, well, my mother is so you know spiritual. She's so good at 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 being at being spiritual, and I'm I'm falling short. And you're trying to carve out your own path. The shaman, obviously, someone outside of your, out of out of your normal comfort zone, and that ended up being a negative experience for you. So, probably made you more conflicted about your own spirituality because you, in trying to seek something different than your normal tradition. Um, yeah, yeah, it's the rich. I felt, I felt. Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. No, no, um, go ahead. Uh, the roots, it, it feels like um, the roots are missing from me, and it's more emphasized after that experience. Um, before, you know, there was always an inner, like, seeking of spiritual knowledge. And now there's just a vacuum of, of nothingness. And, it, you know, it's like I, I, I would have answers before. I could get answers right away. It would download right away. Um, the intuition would be there really quickly. And I was right. Majority of the time I was right. And now um, it just seems like um, silenced, like, like uh, and not in a good way, not in a meditative way. It, it, it's more in a, um, an, in a like, um, a passing, a grieving and I don't know, you know, I don't know how one can exist anymore like that. Like, I don't know how to, um, to, to be. 
because I, I know myself. And if you know yourself um, based on that, then how do you retrieve yourself? And I don't, I, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe it's my, um, just, it, it, and sometimes I'm like, are you just thinking these things or is this reality? So, you know, if those who have a higher intuition um, at the moment, you know, where I'm seeking, seeking information um, and, and clarity, um, you are right where, you know, yeah, the chakra, I, I yoga, I meditate, so I, I don't know how to help self and um, their environment because it is a ripple effect. Um, so I didn't, I didn't know if you guys sensed anything that was out of alignment. Well, you, you know, your master number is nine, and you're about to become 45, which is a multiple of nine times five, which happens to be in your day. So you're going through a change, no matter if you like it or not, you're going to go through a change during the 45th year, <laughs> and it's okay. going to be dramatic. It will be a okay. dramatic change. There'll be your The root system of your energy, sort of, is that, you, you will find communion within self because your code is 7-7 at the end of the line of your birth date. That's communion of spirituality. So you are going to find it. There, there will be clarity. You'll find it. You're struggling right now because you had to go through five cycles of nine. And so that doesn't surprise me. The idea of looking at each chakra, you've got to define each chakra as what it means, and then root out the negativity of the themes of each chakra. Root out the negativity of thought in terms of your root chakra. Root out the negativity of thought in terms of your sexual chakra, your relationships, so on and so forth. you got to root that energy out because if you don't and you're carrying the um, attitude of negativity in any given chakra, you're going to find yourself confounded by your own dialogue. When you talk, you, 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 you take yourself into being confounded. Your intellectual nature takes you backward into becoming confused. So you have a debate oh. in your, your, you see your dialogue is schizoid. It's split. You say one thing and then you say another and you intellectualize the model of your thinking so that you become entrapped in your own thoughts you become entrapped in the duality of your energy because your, your intellect is serving you one purpose to examine, but then your intellect turns on you and keeps you trapped within the thought process of confusion. So we got to get rid of that. That's a process. That has to be gotten rid of. Because even if you go to the best shaman, your insides are still operating in such a way that there's a clog. There's a, there's a mismanagement of energies because of your intellect, which is rooted to your, what you said, your feelings. So all of this yeah. may be, you know, I, 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 I deem you to be intelligent because you talk intelligently. But on the other hand, your intelligence at this point in your life is also confounding you because of the confusion of esoteric matter. So this, this is going to be cleared up. You may not remember the conversation, but, but this will all be cleared up for you. Your, the gravitational pull of your future is that you find communion within spirituality. Mm. But uh, go ahead. Well, I just wanted to ask I, specifically because, you know, I, I hear her saying, you know, that, that there was a negative experience with the shaman the second visit, but I, I'm not getting a real concrete reason why. So could you, I mean, could you give us an example of what what made it so, um, such an unappealing experience for you? Um, was well, it critical? I mean, what was the... It's the results, the end, end, end result of it. Um, it left me, like my, it felt like my entire body was um, basically... Um, aged one like it progressed in time um i didn't feel that much pain um prior to the sessions and post sessions i would wake up with so much pain and just the heaviness and um dis disconnect i've never been um very like i i've been um 
like a problem child, but also very caring. But I've never been this distance with my parents. And um, that level of um, heart that was just kind of like cut off almost, I, I, I felt I was trying to connect the dots. And I was like, that's, that's the only thing that makes sense to me. And she also mentioned a couple of things where it created red flags where I um, – where I thought that maybe this is not a positive, this is not going to be a positive experience. <clears throat> and I didn't listen to, right. So yeah. Um, can that the intuition didn't like my intuition is there. I just don't listen to it. And that's happened on more than one numerous occasion. Um, the, the post experience I think also was um, she would repeat the sessions, meaning the information. So that was a red flag. And uh, she had also mentioned that the third session would not be, um, she wasn't sure. She was also confused about providing the session. So that was also another thing where I was like, it, it didn't feel good at all. Uh, I was just a very <coughs> angry post the session. No, no, um, no. Very bitter. What a it, it, to me this this presents a metaphor. She's like an orthodontist who extra, who goes to extract your tooth, and in the middle of the operation, she gets it unrooted, but she doesn't pull it out. So you're left with pain. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, that's so, a perfect analogy. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. And and it might be due to the immaturity of the shaman. It might be due to her own confusion. It might be due to the fact that there might be some past life mother energy in there. Another, in your turnover of energy, you have seven, five, which is a 12, and then combined with the 19 in the year becomes 22. That's a broken up heart chakra, which is already 22 equals four, which is already a broken up heart chakra by 22, which means, and, and by two, meaning relationship breaks up chakra, but it means that your heart has been broken by relationships. So, of course, when you go to a shaman, if your karma is to have heart broken up by relationships, it doesn't matter if it's a shaman or if it's, uh, you know, uh, somebody p- polishing your nails. It, it's all going to work in disassociation with self until you get through this energy. So the operation wasn't done correctly, and she became confused because she couldn't, transcend her karma with you, nor could she transcend uh, your, your karma. She became confused yeah. in your energy. Because you're a nine and a powerful woman, you probably overwhelmed her, because, and she couldn't handle it. She didn't know what to do. So someone needs to be very strong with you and align you with your own essence. It can't be through dictation. I'm trying not to dictate, but it's trying, it can't be through dictation of a person's consciousness. It has to be merged into the, into the flow of your own consciousness that provides harmony and balance and homeostasis for you. That's where the clue is. Now, that will come. You know, I don't know if it's a particular teacher you need. I mean, you, you seem to be ad, well advised about chakras, breathing, meditation, but if you don't, you know, it's like you know how to operate the car, but you're saying, but where's the map? I know how to drive, <laughs> but I don't, but you didn't give me a map. So, yeah. you know, there's a mapping, there's something has to be mapped out with you to where you can go, oh, I see now, I see the map. Okay, I can take it from here. I know how to drive. So the process of of constructing a map of your soul, that's what has to be done. We've got to map out your soul and spirit and physical body. Put all that together, draw a decent map, what has the destination, like in that game where you try to find the entrance to the exit and it's all these mazes. We've got to find out the proper route through your chakra system, and then you're fine. My prediction is that it's going to happen at 45 anyways, but why not own it? You know, you don't have to wait for the sky to fall. You can activate an energy. So it demands a deeper dialogue. You know, I think the other thing that is unfortunate is the shaman, you know, questioning or 
instead of moving forward with the sessions or, you know, she cast a doubt into this, uh, into Swada's mind, whether she wanted to continue. And as a professional, I don't think there was anything that Swada did to, to, to cause the shaman to not want to continue unless the shaman felt that she couldn't help Sweta. Well, and if she couldn't help Sweta, then she shouldn't be a shaman. That she should, a shaman should not call him or herself a shaman if, if, if they're, if well, they're not able to like help. Sh- Some shamans are gifted and they purposely lose their, their subjects because it's part of the plan yeah, of rediscovery. It sounds like she's just lost. Yeah, but she cut, she, yeah, you don't cut like someone off lost. like that. In, so, in, you see, you probably had a past life where the, where the two of you struggled together in some catastrophe. And it was probably, mm-hmm. I, I, my gauge of thinking is that when you knew her in a past life, there was a catastrophe of, of, of it was a geographical catastrophe, meaning that the two of you struggled through some sort of natural catastrophe and the two of you were struggling and trying to make ends meet it's like watching a disaster film where the two, where the couple are struggling through the natural disaster and then the screenplay also provides meditation and thoughts and reflections oh. while they're on their journey to to uh, survive you see you're struggling yeah, it, to survive it it feels like uh, something was taken from me and um not like not not in a good way like it, like a like something was robbed from me um without my permission and i don't think you give permission to anyone to take things from you so that's what it what that's the internal feeling right now it's like um well, yeah. something especially especially when you're opening yourself up to somebody on that level and then they reject you in yeah, a, and it's all messed up. You're probably too young, but there was a movie called, a very famous movie called The Treasure of Sierra Madra, where all these guys are trying to get the loot, the diamonds, and they all double-cross each other and steal the money and that kind of thing. See, the, the, her stealing your soul, your psyche, I think started off in a past life as her stealing some kind of material or physical possession from you. It's been converted yeah. into something deeper. It would be interesting so, to have a birth date. You have a birth date by any chance? Probably not. I, um, I, I don't know. I, I don't have, I don't think that information. Okay. Uh, I didn't okay. think us. <laughs> it's okay. See, this would have been you interesting. See, sort of, here's, the, here's, the, here's the existential dilemma. Did she really steal something from you? Or did you allow her to steal something from you that you own? Now, the, the convolution yeah. there, the convoluted state is where in the depths of your consciousness did you allow her to do this? Because she didn't literally take your diamond ring or, you know, your, your pocketbook. She took something from your soul. So that goes into a deeper essence of what's really going on here and how well you preserve yourself. Now, you articulate that you recognize that she took something. So this gets into the sense of betrayal, and she betrayed mm-hmm. you, and you trusted her. So in that regard, you're, you're clean, because part of the process of, of being a subject to a shaman is the levels of trust. You don't have betrayal, and you don't have the inadequacies of being incompetent. She became incompetent, and from that took something from you. But then the question is, if she took it, how could she take something from you that isn't in her hands? We're dealing in an esoteric region. So whatever she took from you, how could it be missing? Where is it? Did she put it under her pillow? You know, where is it? Can we call the cops and and get it back? So you still have it. You still okay. have it. Let's start off with the consciousness of being very deliberately sane. You didn't lose anything. You still own it. So reclaim what she took. Take a deep breath and say, I reclaim it. No one can steal my soul. No one. Not even to the point of death. 
when we talk about martyrs, when we talk about people who are willing to die for a cause, the, the premise of being a hero in that respect is that you can kill me, but you'll never kill my soul. No one has the power to kill your soul. Okay. Okay, thank so, you. Yeah. Start off there. We own what, whatever you feel she took, reclaim it. You own it. She okay. doesn't dare her. You own it. Start there. And, and now is the time to rebuild yourself with Sweta's own sense of consciousness. You create the person ideally you want to be. Eliminate the negatives. Eliminate the history. Eliminate the thoughts of estrangement. Don't bring that in right now. Just focus on you and how you as a total unit want to be on this planet and start building that construction, constructing that modem. Put that in now and start building on that and breathing with it in a very healthy way. Do you sense any guides um, around me? We all have guides. We all have guides. Do I sense any guides? We all have guides. I mean, you know, you know, is is uh, Muhammad or Moses around you? No. You know, is Julius Caesar <laughs> around you or, or Patty Duke? No. There's Patty no, Duke. <laughs> Patty Duke, the guy, the guidance of all guidance. Yeah. There's no, oh uh, there's no particular. Your guide is your higher self. You know, when we go into the wrestling match, the referee doesn't come in with us. I mean, the, uh, our trainer doesn't come in with us. We're on our own. Your guide exists in the astral plane. You talk to your guide. You, you converse with your guide. You meet with your guide in, in dreams, in the astral realm, between lifetimes. But you're on your own, kiddo. And there's one, and, and you just as a, 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 there's one, generally for most people there's a guide you have yes, one yes, guide yes. well and, and you can have multiple guides yes yeah. but most people have one guide that stays with them throughout all of their incarnations yeah. so it's it's That's a single true. guide throughout all the lifetimes but this is not your guide's lifetime it's yours this is for okay. you your guide isn't your guides isn't isn't being this isn't contingent on how well you, I mean, your guide is there for you, but this is your journey. So your guides are there to talk to. They'll hear you, believe they're around you. You don't need to know their names or who they were or whatever. Your guide is in the essence of astral energy. There might be an identity there, but you have to define it as an astral body. I see. But your, okay. your, your approach to seeking a guide is, again, you're, you're trying to find a ladder, and, the and, run of which is someone's going to help. Right, but she's, yeah, but she's also trying to find an anchor. She's trying to anchor right. her spirituality. The anchor is herself. Yeah, the anchor is you and your own sense of intelligence and spirituality. That's your anchor. You rely on yourself. You rely on yourself. If you have trouble adjusting that to a more refined language, so you have clarity, you talk about clarity, well, that can be, I mean, we're hoping to bring you clarity. I mean, you know, that's, but, that's the thing. And you can find people, I mean, she's asking about her guides in the astral realm. There are people that can help you on your spiritual journey on the planet. I mean, just because one shaman didn't work out doesn't mean that there isn't a person or people that can guide you in an appropriate and healthy way to a higher sense of spirit so it doesn't i mean you don't only you don't have to only rely on yourself to grow spiritually you can you can reach out for help there are there i don't know what religion you are um you said temple are you jewish no um hindu hindu okay i didn't think she was the name wasn't jewish but she says temple well i don't know so she said so um uh, well, you Vishnu, know. you know, when we get into the idea of um, the gods and the goddesses and the journeys and the odysseys, I mean, Cyclops was a guide for Odysseus. I mean, anyone can be your guide. 
the Cyclops was actually a one-eyed. There's one-eyed goddess, god and goddesses in Indian uh, in Indian mythology, and Indian mythology goes deep in time where there's a sense of, of strong. Uh, Rushdie talks about the uh, attitude of male and female yeah. and good and evil and black and white, even in his satanic uh, verses. So <coughs> we get into the idea, but of, you know, we we we. Chris and I have talked about Indian mythology. I've written a book that, that puts a lot of Indian mythology into the, the novelistic idea of existence. So you have your guides, gods and goddesses. You have your themes of creation. You have the idea that these are sacred spirits, and they all provide guidance for you. So, you know, going to the depth of literature in mythology and incorporating that, because your gods and your guides and your teachers may be foxes in, the st- in disguise. They may be deep creatures of darkness. They may be inadequate shamans. You're learning something from every, every entity you meet teaches you something. But if you put it, all your coins into one teacher, well, you may come out shortchanged. So I, I would say, to envelop yourself eclectically into the idea of what it is to be born as an Indian, as a person from India, absorb your culture, absorb your mythology, absorb your religion and your beliefs, take that into the consciousness of your breath, Vishnu, all those energies, and incorporate that into the temple of your heart, not just your brain. See, you have a temple of brain. You intellectualize yourself into chaos. You need to get into the temple of the heart because you, you alluded to feelings. So to me, yeah. when you are talking to me and I'm listening to you, I see that there's a war between intellect and feeling. So you need to put those two together and be at peace with it. You need to love yourself more. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> you just uh, pegged every scenario <laughs> correctly and um yeah it's 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 extremely accurate extremely accurate well, we, um we hope we helped you you always welcome yeah. to call. you can ask us another question if you want yeah we have time you mentioned i guess you know i understand what you're saying about higher self um to connect with that higher self i know the difference um and disconnect I, okay so I felt the difference. Um, and now when you say, you know, remove the roots of negativity, how do I do that not, like, not trying to intellectualize it? Like, uh, where do well, I, how, how do I process, how do I process it on a feeling state of mind? First of all, uh, not, okay, <laughs> here's state. a little exercise. Here's a little exercise. It sounds very childish. Embrace yourself. Take your hands and embrace yourself like you're wrapping yourself in your arms and just say, I love myself. First of all, your root problem is to love yourself and to get away from the confusion of duality because you're caught in a dualistic sense of saying, I love myself, but I don't love myself. I understand myself. (laughs) So you need to, you, you need to, you know, you need to mummify yourself like you're getting wrapped up. You need to wrap yourself in the, in the cloth of self-love. But I think if she's trying to, to identify the root problems in each chakra system and get to the root issue of each chakra system, there has to be some intellectualizing. Because that is she, I know. Well, I mean, if we're trying to identify the problems in the chakra systems, like what's going on in the relationship chakra, what's, in, what's, what's going on in the communication chakra, identifying those those negative aspects. You're not just embracing yourself and saying, I love me. Well, that's the I mean, problem. What, that's the root, but that's the root essence of how she can feel that she can move. Not that I'm saying that, shock. and I'm not saying that that's bad advice. I think it's good advice, but I think that there needs to be a, a balance of identifying what's going on in the chakras and, uh, and the idea of loving Herself. That comes after. Right. Well, that's fine. That comes after. But it has to, but, but yeah, exactly. You can't just say, well, I love myself in the end. 
it seems there has um, to be a yeah, don't love don't love yourself in the end. <laughs> the first chakra. <laughs> uh, but you know. Do you, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. No. Right? No, that there right. has to be a yeah. continuous. There, there's a there's an ongoing process, and it doesn't just stop with you know embracing yourself, because then you never get to the problem. Well, no. That, I was just talking about the initial no, I, stage. No, I understand. Of course, that. you have to. There has to be some the sort of intellect and the heart is the process. Right. Exactly. She needs to do that before she can go into that intellectual space because once she was the intellect and the heart, then there's going to be uh, more. Uh, there's going to be more self-love, self-care when she's when she's going through the chakra systems and trying to. To, to find where these problems exist. And she's not going to have the bat, these battles with herself because there's more of, more of a, a feeling of self-acceptance. Yeah. Even though, there's the, even though she may find problems within herself. You know what you could do? Draw, draw a, uh, a vertical line mm-hmm. on a piece of paper and make mm-hmm. it about eight inches. And then systematically and and um, measure wise draw seven v- horizontal lines intercepting that vertical line and each one of those vertical lines will be a chakra and put down on each of those vertical lines what is a healthy part of each chakra and look at that mm-hmm. vertical line like it's your body and the and the horizontal lines look at it like it's your chakra system, and you know chakra systems and in 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 India meditation and religion and spirituality this is all part of the process. There's diagrams like this. There's nothing new. I'm just trying to construct something for you. That's really I mean it's that's great advice too. Yeah. yeah. So you put down and you know because the vertical lines intercept the uh, horizontal. Um, horizontal lines there's going to be equal you know left and right to each uh, horizontal line there's going to be one part of the horizontal uh, horizontal line and the other intercepted by the vertical line so on each one I mean you could if you're brave enough you could put negative and positive on each one but you could also put on where you are now on one part of the line and where you want to be and start to build start to build a diagram of your energy left to right, left to right, and look at that energy and meditate, study it, focus on your third eye. We know there's third eye in Indian meditation. Look at that sacredness of that and build that as your diagram. And that might be something that I'm hearing you need something practical maybe to do. You could try that. I, I, I like that idea too because she's been identifying the good parts of the chakras. So that's, that's reinforcing the positive yeah. parts of herself. Yeah, don't put negative. Just put where you are now and, where, and how you want to grow. Yeah. Okay. Okay, perfect. Did you go to college oh for God. a couple of years? Did you go to college for a couple of years? I did. I, I tried various um, occupations and fields, um, and um, it just, you know, it, it 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 was a it was an interesting experience. I think um, just not as fulfilling as I wanted it to be because I was not sure what I wanted to do, and well, um, I just it, it, mm-hmm. your voice told me that you went to college for a couple of years and dropped out. I can hear it in your voice. So remember your fifth chakra, your voice has a certain quality that my ears can detect. So uh it it was already there. What's your occupation? I am just working from home. I don't have, I'm an art specialist, a customer service relations. Um, I don't, I did graduate. I think when you sense the um, broken, like not, like not finished. Um, my, I think my present year, my senior year in college was probably the most I was actively 
um, pursuing. I was more mm-hmm. present in my senior year, but the other years were just like, you know, um, they just so you, have a, you have a bachelor's degree. I do. Yeah, I do. Um, I go ahead. Pardon. Um, yeah, I, I didn't pursue anything that was fulfilling to be honest. Um, and as far as, um, the other, like I, I dipped into graphic design, the artistic side, and just got bored with it. So it was more of starting things out and not finishing it full throttle because I was, I wouldn't say bored, but I was just, I was just not motivated as, as much as I wanted to be. I, th- I think um, she would be, I mean, philosophy would be a good area of study for her. Um, oh, yeah. That's funny. I, I took a philosophy class in college, and that's when the level of um, battle was emphasized, um, the internal battle. I will say that was my really? catalyst yeah. in life. Yeah, yeah. I wrote a letter to the professor saying, um, I don't know anything, <laughs> so please just pass me. I, I don't know anything in this class at all. <laughs> And the breakup could have been uh, in the the breakup of perceiving could have been in the fact that you 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 stopped at a bachelor's and go on to a master's. But your brain was thirsty for a master's. You have a in in a strange in a strange way, you have the capacity to be a teacher yourself. Had you gone on, you might have become a teacher. You might have become an art teacher. So when we talked about building this graph with the vertical and the horizontal lines, the idea was probably we were absorbing your visual content of intellectualizing yourself and putting it in such a way that you could, you could visualize it and see it. So uh, you might want to absorb yourself deeply in art, literature, not philosophy, but art literature, meaning like looking at paintings maybe art, maybe Indian art, and looking at the criticism and interpretations of those drawings. Well, instead of graphic well design, own. which is like more computer-generated, yeah. I don't see that to be... A good you might fit. want to absorb yourself in, 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 the, in the historically structured nature of art in terms of deep symbolism and just feeling that primitive energy of interpretation. I mean, I just, it doesn't necessarily matter what you do for a living. It doesn't define you. Um, But I hear much more than someone who works in a call, like as a customer service person on the phone. I mean, as far as (laughs) potential, you know, and not that it's bad to be, you know, a customer service representative, but I just get a lot more contact. Yeah, it's great. You remind me of the uh, captain of a boat, and the boat sank, and you're now the captain of the raft. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I can see that too. So he's the king uh, of yeah. analogies. <laughs> he's brilliant. <laughs> I I love that. Yeah. No, you're very yeah. You're very um, accurate. Yeah. Very precise on that and that's that's the struggle right like you know your own potential and that yet you are the one who uh, creates the deficit um so yeah it's it's like looking in the mirror and seeing um fractal segments of yourself but there aren't any you just your perception is well Um, my my last question um is that when you when you hear these things, right, your intuition, um, where, how did you, um, how how did you fine tune your intuition? Well, it's I mean, there's a difference between intuition and being psychic. So intuition is third chakra, psychic psychic is sixth chakra. Intuition is feeling. Psychic is, you know, being psychic. I mean, it's precise and exact. Um, and being a psychic, um, you're, you, you, there is a marriage of the two because you use your intuition, of course, but also um, there's, there's the, that precision of 
being able to be psychic and know information, read minds, communicate with spirits. But anyway, you can answer the question. I just wanted to make I that act, designate um, differentiation. The way I, did it, I actually ate a lot of frosted. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he, he, he has eaten a lot of frosted flakes. You know, but I don't think that made him psychic. I don't know. You know, first I looked in the phone book for a good electrician. So you I know mean, what? The you, idea that you you became you were psychic. Your psychic ability came at a very early age. You started when you were yeah. like five. I mean, that's when it started. You know, I you know I I'll tell you. Uh, so I my t- I started listening to nature. I start listening to everything around me, and try. And I started to learn that everything has its own communication, and I incorporated it to such an extent that I taught myself how to communicate with everything: a tree, an insect, a bird, a dog, a cat, an animal. So I started to 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 understand the level of deeper communication, not just with my own head, and focusing on myself egocentrically. But with the life around me, even I would pick up a rock and communicate with And them. when they let him out of the mental facility. Yeah, when they let me out. He <laughs> um, <You> really refined. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I mean, it's a matter of being enthralled, enthralled with existence. It's an inspirational seed of, of validating what existence is and how remarkable it is. And that opened up my third eye and my brain to such an extent that angels and guides and spirits gravitated around me. But you were, I mean, but again, we have to, we have to, you know, say that you were, you came into the world psychic. You yeah, I was didn't, a psychic kid. You, you were a psychic kid. It wasn't like, you know, I want to develop this, uh, you know, ability, ability to be psychic and you had to work at it. Yes. I mean, you did have to work at it, of course to an extent, but you had natural gifts that were way, way above average. Just kind of so. But, you know, what, you, you know, um, you're welcome to call our show or call us personally or never call us she again. She was going to ask something. What, what? Go ahead. <laughs> what, what the, oh, uh, yeah. Oh, do you right. sense any, um, one thing that I want to like um, leave on a positive note. Do you sense any um, gifts that I have? Yeah, we've been talking about them. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't be talking to you on this level, and we appreciate the way you approached us. Yeah, exactly. Listen, most people call up and they're asking about you know what they're going to get. That's fine. <laughs> Which is fine. You know, of course, people want to know their future, but the fact that you're talking on a more esoteric level is, and, and talking about spirituality, how to develop your spirituality, um, and how to advance, that's impressive. You so, know, Sunset Mog, the razor's edge, a person that worked, that moves into the edge of eternity to try to discover who they are in a spiritual way, that's a gift. You're highly gifted because you're seeking higher things. So your Mm -hmm. gifts are going to be your insight. You just have to nourish them so that the plant doesn't grow downward but grows upward. So you want to appreciate the way a seed grows, the, the, the evolution and metamorphosis of a seed. A seed metamorphosizes into a plant, into a flower. Look at the way it grows upward. Look at the lotus flower. You know, you, there's so much that you have as gifts that you can combine your intellect with if you take the time to really study deeply the, the aspects of existence and look at it. Go online and look at the way a seed germinates into mm-hmm. a flower in fast motion. And it will inspire you to become the person that you're meant to be. Yeah, and she has the ability and obviously focus to to do that. I mean, she's not so much, she's detail-oriented, obviously. Yeah. So that's not going to be hard for you. Thank you. Thank you. You guys have been so amazing. I'm so blessed and very grateful um, for this time that you provided me. Thank you so much. Um, that, that just created a space that I've needed for a long time. And I'm I'm so thankful. 
Thank you. Good. Follow us. If, we'd love it if you followed us <laughs> on Facebook. Yeah. Or some friend Thank request. you so much. Yeah, please do yeah. that and um, keep connected with us. I'm glad you feel better. Neil is oh too. Oh, my God. Like, karma delight for you guys all day. Okay, I, I hope. Yeah, and I, and I wish for, for, for both of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Okay, we yes. are. Oh, I think I cut her off too early. Were you going to say something, Swetha? Swetha, I'm trying to oh, say. Oh no, I was just gonna, I was just going to say, um, have a lovely weekend, and I and I hope some magic occurs um, this weekend for both of you. Thank you. Same, 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 same you. And, you know, do it easily. Don't sweat too much. <laughs> <laughs> How did I know that was coming? Oh, I don't my. know. Yeah. I don't know. He's on fire today. <laughs> he is. Fridays. Yeah. Okay. I guess we'll see you guys. Talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Okay. We are back on the air Wednesday, 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern. Don't forget to vote for Olive. We really would appreciate your uh, support in making our cat a calendar star. And uh, and we thank Sweta for her call, and we will speak with you next week. Bye-bye.